Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to get into our preseason awards episode. This will be our second annual preseason awards episode. I'm actually very interested to see what you've picked for this, Jeff. I This was actually a tough one for me trying to actually figure out who I wanted for some of these categories. We're going to pick the same categories we did last year, which are fantasy MVP, unexpected bust, bounce back player, breakout player, and deep sleeper. And I'll say I didn't do great on last year's, but we're not going to bring that up. So we don't need it. I feel better about this year's picks. I'll say that my whole last year, I picked the the unexpected bust category. is not necessarily mean we're saying he's going to be a bust, but I picked Jordan Howard last year. You were definitely against me on that. You were proven right. I'll admit that. <laughs> I don't think I did any better on the unexpected bust, though. <laughs> I, I was riding that uh, Wilson is overvalued pretty hard. So, <laughs> yeah, you'll. I have a feeling you might disagree with me on mine this year again. So, we'll see in a minute. Before we do that, let's make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter. Follow us there. It's at the FF Profit or Instagram. We're Fantasy Football Profit. Go to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash fantasy football profit. And you can go support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash fantasy football profit. You can go there, check out the different tiers we have and the different stuff you can get for helping support the podcast. All right, Jeff, I'm going to jump right into this episode. And hmm, should we go? You know, I'm going to go MVP right away, actually. We'll start off with the biggest category. Oh, big. All right. Because I'm going to let you go first. I'm curious who you picked. I, I guarantee you I picked somebody different. All right. Well, yeah, I, I'm going to guess right before you uh, say yours who yours is going to be. But my MVP, um, I don't think it's going to be a complete surprise, but I am not going for, uh, you know, the number one overall pick or anything like that. I I think that Elvin Kamara will be it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad pick. Yeah, so I know he is ranked for me even. He is ranked outside the top four running backs. He's fifth. Um, because obviously the other guys have shown that they are a complete dominant, um, you know, force to be reckoned with. And Elvin Kamara came on like a banshee, but I think there's a lot of room to grow. Um, we talk about it a lot, but obviously he didn't get off to a fast start with AP on the team last year. So you're going to get a little more production that way. And Ingram is serving a suspension for the first four games. So he should get more of the bulk of the carries. Um, which I think could definitely bolster because last year he only got 120 rushes. So you got to have to believe that's going to go up, even if his average goes down a bit, you know, uh, yards per carry, which was 6.1, which was ridiculous. I still think he will score more points. And I think he's going to contend with the big boys up there. And I'm going to say he will sneak it out. That's not not a bad pick at all. I mean, Kamar is definitely on my short list. I'll say that actually. I really did. I thought about him a little bit here. And I think he's going to be have a great year. There's no doubt in my mind. Like I said on yesterday's show, I he's he's starting to challenge David Johnson for me. He really is, especially even in especially in PPR. He's even better than what I'm thinking in standard. I love him in standard. We usually talk standard scoring, so I still think he's just he's going to be up there. So I love Alvin Kamara. So you think you you? I don't think you have any clue who mine is actually. Maybe like, I don't, but I really thought you were going to ride the Diggs bandwagon that hard. No, I, I decided. No? I did. I did think a little bit about Diggs, but I decided not to. <laughs> I decided not to. I All did. Right. I did stick with a first round running back though, which 
I actually went with Leonard Fournette. And oh, okay. The reasoning behind it for me is I think Fournette is one of the really is one of the elite running backs, and he can be. And he though he's going, he's getting drafted as like the eighth or ninth one right now. So that's kind of how I feel this is going to play out. He's gonna he could be just as good as anybody at the top, but you're getting him at the end of the first. In in turn, it's more of the value that you're getting him at. You're getting him at the end of the first, and he's going to be just as good as the guys at the top. And because of that, I think he's going to win a lot of leagues. I feel a lot more confident in him than I do like down there, like with Kareem Hunt. I like I thought about Melvin Gordon for this too. Melvin Gordon was another because I think it's just it's basically the late round, the late first round running back to me is going to end up being the most valuable guy to me. It's Fournette. As much as I like Barkley. And I think Barkley has the potential to be better than Fournette. I feel more confident in Fournette. You know, I'll say that. I like. I do have Barkley ranked ahead, but it's just because I think he has more ups. Like the ceiling is higher for Barkley, even though I'm. I would feel more confident that Fournette would have a better season. And I think he's going to be extremely good. And I've I've been able to get him at pick ten, pick eleven. And if you can do that, and you're obviously if if it's a ten team league, you might get him at the turn, and. You're gonna be your team's gonna be great with Leonard Fournette as your main guy, and be able to get another player right there. So yeah, Fournette, my MVP this year. Yeah, I, obviously I'm not gonna have an issue with that. Fournette is very very good. I'm actually a little surprised by it, um, but I like it. Yeah, it's just I, and it's really it's the late round running back to me. As much as you know, Gur- we love Gurley, Bell, Zeke, David Johnson. Those yeah, guys are gonna be great, obviously. no doubt. But you're you're getting them at value, and I don't think yeah, like you like Kamara's there. And, Fournette, I don't think these guys are that much further behind. They're not that far behind them. But it's just the difference in getting them later in the first round compared to getting that first pick is just, it's weird that like the first pick in the draft, I think is actually, it's not beneficial to you this year. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, yeah, coming back is, is always the worry. Yep. And yeah, you have to wait a long time when you get Gurley at number one and you could have just gone at number like nine and got Fournette and felt not that much worse. I feel pretty good about Fournette. So now let's let's move. Let's you know. Let's get the the bad category out of the way here. Unexpected bust. What, <laughs> who was the, the? Okay, little clarification. It's not like we're. This isn't us saying oh, this guy's going to hundred percent be a bust. Yeah, I think it's just saying that we see some signs that maybe this could be a bust. There's there's something there that gives us a little pause. I would say that's how I at least looked at yeah, it. Yeah, and we're not we're not talking about injury either. So it's not like I'm predicting injury. I'm I'm predicting that they stay healthy enough throughout the year and they still won't return value in a big way. Yep. That's kind of how I was looking at it as right. well. Right. And uh honestly, I will go first because I don't think that you're going to be surprised at mine at all. I've been kind of riding this train the entire time. He's still in, incredibly highly ranked and mine is going to be McKinnon. I know it's not a, a, a surprising pick for me if you listen to the show, but um, I'm, I'm sticking with my <laughs> with my guy to bust, and that is uh, obviously the guy from San Fran. Yeah, I can see it. He's still ranked, what What did I look at last here? About 16th-ish? 15th. Oh, back up to, he's back up to 15th. He had dropped to 17th at one point. He's back up to 15th. Yeah, that's... He's ahead of LaShawn McCoy. And as much as... Like, you know, there's the issues with McCoy. I just feel like McCoy is such a better running back than McKinnon. It's not even close. And, man. Yeah, and I, it, it, it definitely is a tough one because in that range, I mean, running back 14 is Joe Mixon. You know, <laughs> so, you know, uh, <laughs> it's kind of just that area. But 
I don't know. Uh, do you feel better or worse about McKinnon than I do? Probably the same. I don't. Yeah, well, I don't like him. I, I yeah. don't. I don't want any part of him. I didn't pick him here, but I. I don't think I have him on any team of mine at all. No, me either. And I think it only gets worse and worse as the preseason went on. And I mean, he was obviously higher, like like you were saying, Craig. But I mean, now that they're adding running backs, he got injured. I think some of the steam kind of fell off of him. And I think that saved some people because I think he was headed towards the top 10 even. And I, I couldn't understand it at first. Yeah, me either. And, you know, I don't think Alfred Morris is completely done. And I think uh, there's looked, still something there with him. <laughs> I was going to say, he kind of looked pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, he looked fine last year with Dallas. He didn't look bad. He's not a dynamic player, but he's he's good enough to get the job done. And... I think they're going to use him. They're definitely going to use him. He's it's not going to be just completely McKinnon. And if Matt Matt Breida's healthy at some point, they're going to use him too. Yeah, and I think that's better for the team. To be honest, I, I think when they kept hyping him up as a three down back, you know, I just kept shaking my head. I'm just like, I don't know who they're trying to convince themselves or everyone else, but I I just feel like it's coming to fruition. Yep, and yeah, that's why in all the drafts we've done, he's not made to one of my teams and. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything here. All right. So I have McKinnon. Who is your unexpected bus, Craig? So I think this is unexpected maybe for people. I don't know. It's Tyree Kill. All right. I still have some worry about Patrick Mahomes. Haven't seen him in, you know, regular season action here. And because of that, I don't know what he is. And Tyree Kill being kind of just this boomer bust play he gets a big play guy which always slightly worries me you know last year he he, he did pretty well still uh, but 105 targets isn't to me what i want my number one to have i want i want to see the 130 140 and i don't know if tyreek hill will ever be that guy and he's always he's never going to be that 90 to 100 catch guy either and because of that you're lying on relying on more of a big play type situation and some of this could be sammy watkins we if Sammy Watkins can be live up to his potential, I don't say it's necessarily going to hurt Tyreek Hill, but it's just going to make it that he doesn't reach a higher level, possibly. And because of that, I do worry, though, because it is Watkins, there is Kelsey, there's all these mouths to feed, where if you're drafting Tyreek Hill as like a borderline wide receiver one, you might end up only getting, you know, he might be, he might be outside of the top 20. It's possible. He doesn't get the running... The, the, he doesn't run the ball like he did his, his rookie year, which brought it back to his value. He still was really good last year, but I don't know, there's something here with Mahomes, with the added weapon and Watkins that just has me thinking that it's possible that he doesn't live up to this like 12, 13 ranked player. Yeah, I can absolutely understand where you're coming from. Uh, you know, it's when you have a young quarterback that is unproven, it's always a worry, and they do have a lot of mouths to feed. 100% true. Does And it is preseason, but the last two games he did, you know, about 80 yards in each. He scored a touchdown. Does that help you at all kind of kind of give you, a, you know, the vision that he could produce? Or Yeah, I know, I know we could. It's just he, ADP right now is 10th. He's the 10th wide receiver off the board. I, I just, gotcha. It's, I mean, and the players behind him are like right now are T.Y. Hilton and Stephon Diggs. And Doug Baldwin, I want all those guys over Tyreek Hill. I feel much more, I feel safer about it. And I just, man, these kind of wide receivers, I mean, he ends the year kind of, I mean, he just, he reminds me of like of a Brandon Cooks type, which I've, I like Brandon Cooks this year because of the price. 
So I would feel so much more comfortable if Tyreek Hill was more at a Brandon Cook's price. Then I like that guy. I just don't know if he can ever live up to that every... Okay, at the end of the year, his ranking still might be high. It doesn't mean he was a good week-to-week play. He's going to be a good, like, best ball play. He's got these huge weeks. But I'm not sure he's... I'm not positive he's a great week-to-week play. And you're going to have some weeks where he hurts you. Just like, you know, Brandon Cooks always did that in the past. That kind of player. Deshaun Jackson, if you want to go further back. It's that type of thing. I think Tyreek Hill might be slightly better than that, but... The rookie quarterback, not the rookie, the first the first year starting quarterback has me worried with, I don't know, maybe and I, I still think Watkins might take away some too. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for it to happen, but he also had a slow preseason and I have Watkins on a couple of my teams, kind of a, a risk reward type thing, but Sammy Watkins, man, it's, it's, he's definitely not the one I want to bank on, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. You're picking him as a, as a wide receiver one. It's definitely, uh, definitely a hard one to swallow at times, just because you think that uh, you know it's not a guarantee that he's going to return that value. Yeah, I, yeah, it just it's kept me away from him on most of my teams. In the one, I think I got him on a team, like maybe one team, and I didn't feel good about it. It, I did not at all. It did. I, there was no confidence in that one for me. So, and maybe that's reads into that's part of my decision there. All right, how about bounce back player? Got any good ones for bounce back? Yeah, you know, there actually are quite a few. I had four names on my list, so I'm trying to figure out who I think is going to be my true bounce back. And my pick is going to be T.Y. Hillen. So a little bit strange because usually you're going after like an injury or something like that. He just had kind of a, a down year because of luck. I think that luck could definitely be a bounce, player, bounce back player as well. <clears throat> but I could see him missing a few games. But I think that uh, his presence for at least half the season will bolster T.Y. enough where he would be a very good wide receiver and, you know, tremendously improve on last year's stats. I think that's a pretty pretty solid one there. I think he's definitely going to be definitely gonna be a bounce back. And I have him pretty much as a borderline wide receiver one right now as well. So I definitely think he's going to definitely be up there. And right now, if you're going to get him after Tyreek Hill, I love that. I feel <laughs> right. so much more confident in him. I don't know why I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't feel more confident in T.Y. Hilton. That's a weird thing to say. It's probably well, I mean, doesn't make any it, sense. I, I, with luck behind, you know, with luck behind center, if he's healthy, I, I just don't see any way he's not very good this year. Yep, I, yeah, I think that's going to be. He's going to be really good. And I'll say my other my bounce back is a wide receiver as well. It's going to be Mike Evans, and. Oh wow! I'm all on the Mike Mike Evans train this year. I think he's going to be back to being a top ten wide receiver, probably closer to top five for me. I really think I ranked him sixth. He's not going to be in the twenties anymore like he was last year. He's going to become and show that he's an elite wide receiver again because he is. He to me he should be in that conversation with maybe okay maybe not Antonio Brown, but <laughs> Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Mike Evans. I think he's better than Michael Thomas, better than Keenan Allen. I think he should be up there, and I think it's going to show this year. I, I know Jameis is out for a little bit, but I, I'm not worried about it. I think Mike Evans is going to come in there and be great. And everyone seems to be down on him. No one's, no one trusts it. No one believes in him. But I do, so that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, people are believing in him. What is he? He's ranked like ninth, isn't he's he? He's ninth, but it just doesn't seem to be much talk about him. No one seems to you know, no, like yeah, him Yeah, there's much. really not, yeah. He, uh, I don't know. Yeah, he, he burned me in the past, but he definitely should be up there. I mean – he's so he's so big and athletic and is so good in the red zone that uh 
I don't know. The J- losing Jameis for a few games hurt him so bad last year that I think it's going to do the same thing this year. So I do worry about the guy, but he has so much upside. It's hard to really doubt him too much. And it might hurt him to start, but by the time it matters and you're going for your playoffs, I think he's going to be great. Right. And Jameis obviously should be back and have no issue. Was there any other players you were thinking about for bounce back? Honestly, he's the one that just, I wanted Mike Evans right away. And that was kind of, I stuck with him. Didn't really have another one. Oh, I mean, I kind of assumed, I really thought maybe you were going to go with Amari Cooper. I, I don't, I don't have any confidence. I don't, I don't either. But, um, actually the, the other guy I wanted to do just because it was more of a feel good thing. Um, obviously I think everyone's rooting for Gordon to come back strong. Um, well, hence, I didn't pick him, so <laughs> I went with Hill and you went with Evans, so obviously there's something holding us back from those other guys. Well, and for me personally, there was some Jay Ajayi thought, but that injury just worries me just because I don't know what it is. So because of that, I didn't put him on there. I know I'd be about the only, I'm the, not many people are on the Jay Ajayi bandwagon like me, but he would have been my honorable mention. Right. <laughs> Hopefully he's healthy. All right, so. Next, we have Breakout Player of the Year. There was, we got a lot of candidates for this. And mine, I'll say, actually didn't even make my Breakout Players list when we did our Breakout Players episode. <laughs> so, yeah, the, this one's a weird one. How, how deep did you go for a breakout? Let me what, see. What was, what was kind of the stipulation that you had in your head? I, it, just basically, I didn't really give, it was more of a guy who's just going to take a huge step up into into a next level that he hasn't been before, kind of a thing. And I'll say, I, I went with Marquise Goodwin, actually. Ah, I think that's a great pick. I really do. I mean, he just started to step up towards the end of last year. And I mean, I think a lot of people are probably in on this one because he's now up to 30th in the ranks. He has skyrocketed up the rankings. And it seems to be, he seems to have a connect, connection with Garoppolo. We saw it at the end of last year, and it doesn't seem to have gone away based off everything we've seen in the preseason and heard from training camp. And this isn't, I mean, I think he could definitely, he could become a wide receiver too this year. And that is a huge jump up from where he's been. Don't think he has the wide receiver one potential ever, but he could definitely get into that wide receiver two tier. And we could be looking at next year where we're drafting him, you know, around that 14, 15 range if it all works out right. I think he's going to have a great year. I just, he's, He's extremely fast, and he just seems to – Garoppolo seems to lo- love this guy, and I think it's going to work out. Yeah, absolutely love that one. Um, th- this was hard for me. A lot of names popped in my head, and I I won't use this guy because I feel like it's somewhat cheating, but I feel like I have to say Delvin Cook. Like I think that's kind of like the no-brainer, but obviously he didn't get to play a full year, so we didn't really know what he was, but I think he's going to be an incredible talent for years to come. So I had to say him. He but could be I, a breakout I, slash bounce back player. Exactly. So it's kind of a weird one. I wasn't sure if that really fit, but I feel like I just have to mention it. But the the guy that I, once again, is someone that I've talked about, I think he's definitely going to take the next step up, and that's going to be Hogan. Um, I, I feel like he really gained steam as we kept going. Um, you know, I, I like to call out that I, I had him a long time ago, but um, I, I think that he's going to have a career year. I have no idea if it's going to keep going or if it's going to end. He's not exactly young, but I think this year uh, he's just going to have a really big impact on that Patriots offense. And he's moved all the way up to the 25th ranked wide receiver now. I mean, I know when, it's crazy. When we first did our rankings in May, I think you had him in the 20 range and he was what? 50th. 
Yeah, he was really, really low. And you just couldn't believe what the market was doing to him. That didn't make any sense. And everyone came came to their senses and met you where he was. Yeah, and you know he did look good. And obviously, I think people just went back and realized that he was. It was mostly because he was hurt last year. He could have done better. So I think, I think slowly as you kind of see everything develop, people just you know naturally progress the in the right direction. Yep. I, you know, it's. I think he's going to be really good. Do you think? Are you worried about Julian Edelman at all when he comes back? No, I'm really not. I, I mean, I think Julian Edelman's a, a very good wide receiver in that offense, but I think he kind of delivers a different role. I think he's the the sure-handed guy. Brady will go to him in in the time of need, but I think uh, I think Hogan can have more of that uh, red zone big playability. He you know he does a nice job of of staying uh, active and, and getting open when. Uh, Brady gets enough time in the pocket. So I think that both of them will be very viable, but I don't think they'll necessarily steal from one another. All right. How about the last category? Last oh, and now one. We, I was going to say, now we really have to know how, how deep we, how deep we have to dig. I went deep. All right. I, I did. I picked a, I picked a couple just in case. And I do have one that is super, super, super deep. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out how deep I went here. My player is ranked 92nd at his position. <laughs> okay. Now I have to find out. <laughs> it's going to be Traquan Smith, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. And All right. I, I'm i really liking Traquan Smith right now. So the preseason, he's had 11 catches for 147 yards and a touchdown. He's looked really good. And who he would have to pass to get, you know, extended playing time this season would be Cameron Meredith who has yet to catch a pass. He's coming off a torn ACL. He's on a brand new team. There's no guarantee of anything for Cameron Meredith. I think Traquan Smith could take that number three wide receiver job and become, you know, very good option for the saints. And even Ted Ginn is the number two. I'm Ted Ginn is a good player, but I've never been in love with Ted Ginn. And I really, really like what I've seen from Traquan Smith so far. He was, uh, let's see, he left college after only his junior year. So he had a pretty good solid season for UCF last year, 1,100 yards off only 59 catches with a 19.8 yards per catch, 13 touchdowns. So I think this guy's good. And I think he's going to beat out Cameron Meredith possibly for this number three job and get a lot of work here for the Saints. It's It'd be different to, I mean, two years ago, you would have really loved this one when the Saints, before they became this run heavy team last year, but there's still going to be, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for him. And at the 92nd player right now, I think at the very least he's going to be much, much higher than this. So I like Traquan Smith. I think that's a, I really actually do. I think the thinking behind that is pretty solid. Um, and, you know, any, any guy that has Breeze throwing to him as accurate as he can be. Uh, yeah, I think as the number three, he'll kind of disappear and people won't need to key on him. So I think that's a really fun one to watch. Yeah, last year, I see my last year, my deep sleeper was D.D. Westbrook. And at least he became a, a name. <laughs> yeah, all I can hope for. I was going to say, you weren't necessarily wrong. <laughs> Just, as long as he becomes a, fa- a fantasy relevant name, that's, that's what I want to see. All right. So for my deep sleeper, I wasn't sure how deep to go. So I, I do have two names and tell me if this first one is not deep enough. So he does come in at 74th in his position, the wide receiver. I love me some James Washington. Yeah, I'll uh, accept that. Okay. James Washington. I absolutely love him. I think he's going to be 
very good as a number three. And heaven forbid something happened to Juju or Antonio Brown. And I think he is a guaranteed starter. I, I, I like what I saw in the preseason. He was amazing in college. I, he just, he kind of doesn't fit the natural build of a wide receiver. So I think people kind of discount him a, a bit. And I know he's number th- three on the depth chart. So that hurts him as well. Being a rookie. But I don't think you can sleep on this guy. I think I really do think he's that good. There's, I think there's definitely a path for it. That's for sure. And I mean, it all depends on what the Steelers do. They might just air it out. You never know. It's, I can definitely see it. He's probably, he's just as good of a prospect as Juju Smith was. Right. Um. Yeah. And I. I yeah. I don't know. I keep I keep thinking it over and over and over, and I, I just can't help but think that all three of those guys could be uh, worth having. And and it sounds crazy to support three different wide receivers, but if anyone can do it, Pittsburgh can because we've seen it happen before. And I know that like their third wide receiver kind of had to be touchdown dependent. We're talking about Martavius Bryant or even Juju when he was considered the third. Um, you know. But at the same time, they air it out enough. And if this bell nonsense or bell gets hurt or whatever may happen, they'll have to lean on the even more. Yeah. And we haven't even, <laughs> Bell, we haven't even seen him yet. So, right, <laughs> they, exactly. They might not lean on him early on and maybe gives the passing game more of a shot. And, you know, maybe James Washington steps up. It's possible. You're not, he's 30, he's 74th. That's, there's absolutely no price to just take a chance and see. No. And, Especially, uh, he's gonna definitely show up on a, a lot of my uh, waiver lists. <laughs> I mean, I I actually draft him as like at the end of my bench in a couple, just because I think that if he's gonna hit, he has a possibility of hitting early. But um, I think he's one that you watch for on the waiver wire for sure. I can't wait for that waiver wire episode next week already. There's like a million names I love this year that are owned in less than fifty percent of leagues. That's always the, that's always the problem. It's like who do I take? Who's gonna you know who's gonna burst onto the scene first? It's hard to tell because you have to wait for you know injuries or or whatever may happen. And I'll tell you last year because next week we'll do our first waiver wire episode before the season starts. So just for I mean last year I think we had a guy named Alvin Kamara on our week one waiver wire list. Yeah, and he and he stayed on there until yeah exactly. And we even called a that someone was going to get traded. We. You know, we weren't sure if it was going to be Ingram or AP, but AP got traded and then it completely paid off. And I realized the trade thing, complete luck. Like, how many times are you going to call a trade? But it actually did happen. Yeah, so we have to watch out for that. There might be a name on there that could win your season if you would have, you know, maybe picked him. We maybe I'm not going to go through the rest of the list we had on there. It might not have been as good as Alvin Kamara, but I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll lean on that one. How about? Yeah. So, did you have anyone else like the deep sleepers that you want to just give an honorable mention to? Well, I mean, that was my for some reason Traquan's like my main guy, but there is some. I mean, it depends on how deep. I still I I become maybe because I drafted him, I guess. But John Ross, he's still at sixty eighth ranked, and yeah, he's he's still way down deep. there. And even um, why well, it's in the wide receivers is basically the guys. And yeah, hundred percent. Cortland Sutton <laughs> at seventy five. I mean, it's another one. I know. I, I really do love Cortland Sutton as well. I like these, I like these young wide receivers that might have a chance to do something. Those guys, they interest me quite a bit, and you are paying absolutely nothing for them. I mean, just no. and even it, it's crazy because even Christian Kirk is down there, and more than likely he's going to be the number two wide receiver. He, right now, he's ranked seventy sixth wide receiver. 
you know, again, I, I just think wide receiver is a uh, deep. We don't know what rookies are going to really uh, do well, which ones are going to get it right away. But I think all three of those guys we've named that are, you know, Washington, Sutton, and Kirk, all have a very good opportunity. Yeah, and honestly, that wide receivers to me where I see it at running back when I look deeper, I don't have any confidence really. There, I mean, there's I could see a path for some of these guys deeper down the list, but a lot of those all depend on injury. And I don't think the wide receivers necessarily depend on any injury to become good. They could just become good. I mean, obviously the other ones like the Austin, I like Austin Eckler at 61, but he's going to require a Melvin Gordon injury. So stuff like that. James Conner, he's 73rd. He's going to require a bell injury or bell just forgets to show up. One of those. I mean, the closest one right now you have to think, and just because he came on late is, uh, 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 Alfred Morris. I know, I know we are like, we talk about him, but on San Fran, it looks like he's actually winning kind of a spot to be productive. Right now at 64, he would be kind of a sleeper. Um, the only other guy that I can mention on here, just because he's interesting and, but, uh, Callan Balage, or however you say his name on Miami, uh, he's just a freak of nature, big, uh, awesome athletic guy. And they do have Gore as number two, and he's he's getting up there in age. I know he's pretty much in, uh, indestructible, <laughs> but we haven't really seen Kenan Drake, um, you know, outside of one year, and Gore is getting older. So who knows? Maybe Balage will become the goal line back or, you know, whittle out a, a position for himself. Well, now even it's not as deep, but at 50, Corey Clement, if the JGI injury lasts, Corey Clement as a 50th ranked player, 50th off the board, it's not a bad play. So no, it really is not. And I do have to say one more, just because the one guy I'm kind of rooting for as well. But in any leagues that have to go super, super, super deep, I'm actually kind of starting to believe in Treadwell. So Laquan, Laquan Treadwell, yeah, in Minnesota is pretty much wrapping up the wide receiver three position in Minnesota, who should have they have a ton of miles of feet. I totally get it. But man, that's hard to cover everyone. And I think he could actually do a little bit of damage. He's a possession guy. Um, it seems like him and Kirk Cousins already have, you know, a pretty good feel for each other. And if you are really, really desperate, I think you could jump down and get him. But obviously that's for a very deep league. Right now he is ranked 116th in wide receivers. That's 395th overall. So it's super deep. <laughs> I kind of like that. Huh. I know, and it's it's unbelievable. He's a wide receiver three and still ranked that low on a very good offense. Yeah, I mean, okay, think about this: Laquan Treadwell just turned twenty three years old. That is it. He's twenty three. So young, and he's going into the third year of the NFL. Remember, we've talked about third year players, third year wide receivers. We've we've talked about that in the past. Yeah, and I don't want to be like a you know bear of bad news, and I know you love Diggs, but he has been known to get injuries. So I mean, all of a sudden you're on Minnesota, and say even if he misses just uh you know a handful of games, Treadwell is all of a sudden the wide receiver two in a high potent offense. I mean, man, that is uh, just a name to keep an eye on because he is the completely forgotten player. Because when you when you're drafted in the first round and you do absolutely nothing your first two years, people just people write you off, but I don't know. That's interesting. That's a, it's a very interesting guy. I'm actually, um, I haven't thought about Laquan Treadwell enough this year and hmm, I don't know. Maybe that's somebody to look at, especially, yeah, not going to put him on your team yet, but yeah, don't, don't do that. That'd be a little crazy. But, but only, <laughs> he's only 23 years old. 
it's still got a lot of time to develop. And I know um, there are definitely leagues out there that have, you know, uh, 16 teams, or if you're in a dynasty league, definitely don't give up on the guy. Yeah, like I did. Um, <laughs> but all right, I think that'll do it for preseason awards. We'll be back tomorrow with our weekly mailbag show. So get your questions in to us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. We'll be sure to answer them on the show tomorrow. We'll talk to you guys then. <laughs> <laughs>